Hello, everyone. This is Editing Peter here to report that Podcasting Peter had some technical difficulties during today's episode. Um, basically, I, I was recording through the wrong microphone. Episode is still perfectly listenable, but if the quality is too poor, uh, I totally get if you skip this episode and come back next week for episode 81. Uh, it, it's, like I said, listenable, but just... Uh, noticeable because Justin sounds crisp and clean and I sound like I'm talking through the end of like a roll uh, like an empty roll of paper towels uh, in the next room <laughs> again you can hear it it's it's not horrible but you'll hear it in a second additionally because um, we don't explicitly say it there are some end game spoilers for Pokemon Legends Arceus in this episode um, the time codes are in the description so if you're not interested in hearing about it uh, you can go ahead and see that there it's not terribly in-depth uh, we, we skirt around saying a handful of things but uh, I figured that if you uh, don't want to hear about that at all go ahead and skip that section it is again in the description okay enjoy the episode as it was recorded goodbye I think about a year ago, I had this same thing to say, but now it's something new. Now, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know it sounds like I didn't think out that sentence fucking at all, which is true. Um, but Justin, the Persona 5 Royal and Persona 5 Strikers soundtracks uh -huh. are on Spotify. Mm. I've been asking for this since the Persona 5 mm -hmm. Vanilla uh, yep. uh, uh, dropped on Spotify unceremoniously, mind you. Like, yep. no announcement other than just like, hey, this is up. Um, now, I'm extremely excited about this. I like both soundtracks very much, obviously. But the title song for Persona 5 Strikers is probably my favorite video game song ever. And I've had to listen to it on YouTube, which I like, guess isn't like a big deal, but it does mean that like if I'm driving... Uh, it's it's like got to be open, which I don't like to have like my phone open with something going on it when I'm driving. It's distracting and whatnot. Um, but it's here, and I'm so excited. And I know that someone out there is listening to it with me mm. when I listen to it, and it wow. just makes me feel connected. You know what that's, I mean? That's powerful. Is it called "You Are Stronger"? Yes, it is. Uh, it's quite good, and the first two seconds sound like this. And then now it's cut out because I don't want this to get striked. But it's... It's good. Um, and then there's also, by the way, some, like, uh, 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 remixed versions of some of the... Like, remade versions of some of the, the songs from, like, Persona 5. Um, but just, like, with really heavy, distorted guitars, which, like, I can absolutely get, at, get on board with. Um, that, again, I've had to listen to on, like three hour long YouTube videos that are like the entire soundtrack, you know? Yeah. 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 So, I think every time you mention persona five, I'm just like, is it on switch yet? No. The one no. thing I need in my life right now. I know. And we, everyone sort of thought that they were going to announce that persona four golden was coming to switch. Cause there be was like too, some maybe? stream or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, actually I'm going to talk about this right now. Cause we're on the topic and it's not that big of a news story. Atlas. Makers of Persona 5 and, I guess the rest of the Persona series, and Shimagami Tensei, by and large. Uh, the sequel to an old Shimagami Tensei spin-off game like Persona, 
uh, called Soul Hackers. Soul Ooh. Hackers 2 is coming in August this year. Okay. And it looks like a happy medium between Persona and Shimagami Tensei, which I bounced off pretty hard on. on okay, I was going to be like, how far did you actually get with? Like, I couldn't beat the first boss, and then ah. I looked it up, and they were like, oh, yeah, you should be at, like, level 15. And I was like, yeah, I've been sort of avoiding enemy encounters because it's stressful. And they're like, yeah, you should be <laughs> you should be doing that. Uh, and so I just, I haven't, haven't never gone back to it. But it was an interesting little experiment for good old Pete, uh, confirming that I don't like hardcore JRPGs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- this is, seems to be a happy medium, uh, but has a lot of the stylistic things uh, from the Persona series that I do quite enjoy. Soul Hackers 2, coming your way August 2022. It's Hitbox! What's in the fucking box? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number. It's, it's a big old eight zero. It, it's a big old eight zero. But what day is it today? Oh my gosh! It's Tuesday, the twenty second of the second month of the twenty second year in the two thousands. Peter, welcome to Palindrome Week. We have made it. It's Whoa. been a, it's been a long time coming, but we are finally here. Palindrome Week? Is there another Palindrome thing? Yeah, because it's it's two twenty. Three or tomorrow will be two twenty three twenty two, oh. and then it'll be two twenty four yeah. twenty two. It's the whole week of just you know for all those people like palindromes. Um, I mean I don't get it personally, uh, but I'm the kind of guy that every time it's eleven uh, eleven, I make a wish. Make a wish. Okay, I yeah. got a question for you. What is your favorite palindrome? Uh, like there's you can uh, race car. Is that yeah, it? or taco cat. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, I have this, so there's this joke on community um, where someone, I don't remember who, says that Arizona spelled backwards is Arizona. And every time palindromes come up, I always say that. Uh, and people get so mad at me because I'm like, no, 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 like here, I'll show you. And then I write it out, Arizona. And then I'm like, I'll write it backwards. And then I just write Arizona again. Yeah. Um, and it's hilarious every time to me and to no one else. <laughs> do, do they like try to prove you wrong? Yeah, they're like, no, no, because it's. A Z. I'm like, no, 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 no. Backwards. No, I'll do it one more time <laughs> yeah, to show you. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like I said, like people get mad, and I just, I think it's so fucking funny how mad people get. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, you, you you put me on the spot with palindromes, and I really yes. had to like. I'm trying like, to think. I, Hold on. What are some other palindromes? Go on. Bob. The name Bob. Okay. <laughs> That's. Um, and also the verb to Bob. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Um. I'm thinking of, uh, okay, I'm thinking of, like, what you type into a calculator, boob. Radar? Uh, boob, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, radar, that's a good one. Thank you, thank you. Um, let's see, what else we got? Um, Arizona? <laughs> yeah, kayak, rotor, refer, madam, um, deified, mm. and Arizona. But we're not here to talk about palindromes and the... Uh, and other patterns of English speech. No, we're here to talk about some video games. Coming up, we're going to be revisiting Sifu 
to talk a little bit more about that, as well as giving some thoughts on Horizon Forbidden West. Additionally, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. PlayStation showed off the PSVR 2. Microsoft confirmed that it approached Activision Blizzard about its acquisition just three days after the Bobby Kotick reports. Uh, what a shrewd what, move. <laughs> what specific report are you talking about? We'll get into it a little bit later. Um, Call of Duty. Some news, rumors surrounding the annual shooter. Uh, and the Nintendo eShop is no more. Uh, but we'll get into all of that and more. But before we do, Justin, I'm curious about the games you've been playing this week. I know it's a busy week for you, as, as has been detailed in previous episodes, but... So, uh, if you remember at the end of last episode, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm gonna be gone for a while. I need yes. something to play on my Switch. And I gotta tell you, Baron, for new releases on the Switch. Yeah, well, Justin, gotta try that Shin Megami Tensei Five. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is so 2021, and I'm looking yeah. ahead at Game of the yeah, Year. You're right, I want you're a right, Game of right. the Year contender for this year, or Persona 5, one of the two, doesn't matter. Yep. Um, so I, I, I was looking and like really nothing big is coming out or even like semi like fun that I want to play. Can you think that, of anything like that's has, coming out that is coming out or is out? Like, I was just gonna say, like is, out. is out nothing that we haven't, that like we haven't touched. Right. 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 Um, things that are coming out. I mean, we had a whole direct about the things that are coming in the next few months, but like nothing like. I mean, the next big thing, I think, is Kirby in March, but we've still got yeah. a minute until that. But yeah, that's a while. And I know but, you're not super stoked on it. I mean, I'll play it because it's right, on my yeah. Switch and I'm an addict. But, like, I I, um, I have the same issue for next weekend uh, for or the coming up weekend. I'm going to be in Palm Springs, which is going to – it'll be fun. Ooh. But I, there's – one of my flights is going to be a five-hour endeavor. The one on the way Ooh. home, I'm going to be in the airport from, like, 10 in the morning to 11 at night. Why? Just layovers and stuff? Layovers, just the way, like, the to get back from, Ooh. like, it's horrible. So I yeah. want to play something new, but there's nothing yeah. coming out. I'm trying to think. Well, I'm also trying to think about, like, anything that's on, like, xCloud that would be good. Well, but the problem um, with that is that, oh, I, will that oh, work no, unless I have the internet? No, it won't. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, anyway because of that i just went back and i was like i'm gonna like just try to start to like knock off some of these uh uh arceus 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 uh like entries that i have to do um so i first started off by beating the mainline campaign did Um, you not i did i just didn't do like the after stuff oh i'm so sorry I i think i might have spoiled that for you then uh peter you can't spoil a Pokemon game for anyone. That's actually true. Like, <laughs> what, actually true. you know, like, what yeah. are you going to do? You know? oh, yeah, yeah. What comes out of nowhere? Um, but you were talking about the spoiler alert, the final in- battle. I'm not going to, like, go into what it was again. Yeah. But, like, I, if anything, that was more frustrating than fun. It was, I'll say, it was frustrating because Pokemon hit so hard in this game. Um, yeah, but... and it's it's basically like it started off like a, a a ping pong match. Like I bring out a Pokemon that will kill you in one hit. You bring out a Pokemon that will kill me in one hit, and then you just keep doing that until all of a sudden there's another Pokemon that you have to like attack. So I had to yeah. grind in a Pokemon game to yeah. beat a boss. Yeah. And the one thing I learned is the grinding in Arceus is not fun to get your Pokemon up leveled. No, um, because they have like. When you go back to the Jubilee Town or whatever, what is it? Jubilee Town? Jubilife. Jubilife Town. Yes. You go back there and you can like challenge trainers. 
Oh, really? Yeah, if you go back to like where you get the move tutor to like like give oh, things. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So you can like play some of like the big name battles again. But one of the frustrating things is like because it's such a ping pong match of like they kill someone, you kill someone, they kill someone, you kill someone, you only get experience, experience at the on the end. ones who live. So usually they have like one left and it's your dumbest one that's just there to like be, yep. to like die while you max revive someone else. So that one is like real high level, but it's still <laughs> yeah. real dumb. Um, so like it was just really frustrating to get my Pokemon to a level where they were like competitive in the fight. And yeah. I think at the time, all my Pokemon, like the first time they were all like level 70, um, which is like higher than their the, yeah. the final encounters best one. Uh, but then I ended up using like the I. I don't know exactly what they call it, but I IV EV trained people with like their with like the, the candy like stuff salts or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, like to get them from level one to level three to level five to level eight with everything. Yeah. Um, and then it was a little bit easier, but I still think the last time I beat it, I'm pretty sure the game was just like, "This is your fifth time. We're gonna go easy <laughs> like, on you." Because yeah, he kept you just this. missing, like the the guy just kept missing attacks on me, yeah. and like I don't think the moves that were missing were like low chance of hitting attacks i think it was just like the game being like all right this guy's gonna get mad if he has to do this one more time i can i can sense how hard he's playing that hitting that joy con um but i i I still enjoy the game a lot um Mm -hmm. i think i do have a problem with the battle system but i think the problem i have the battle system is just the fact that it is a ping pong match um it's like more so than than I don't know. I, it's just, uh, there's not enough battling in that game to make it fun for me. And I, I feel like when they try to like, as you said before, create the extra challenge by having it three against one, that just gives you odds that aren't fun. And it's just not like a challenge. It's a, it's a challenge. It's just unfair. Well, cause it would be like you get in a surprise three in one battle and then whatever's in your first slot goes last and it's like well no matter what i had here right it was not going to live this yeah exactly exactly which is is like unfair it's a it's a punishment for just playing the game Mm -hmm. which is like oh cool fuck you (laughs) like yeah but i mean everything else like i i super still enjoy just trying to fill out the pokedex and like i think they have to do some really good things about like telling you where pokemon are um what like you have to do to like level them up and stuff and i don't think i'll ever get to the point where i'll catch arceus at the end because i was gonna say like did you get to the did you get to the final true ending? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it, it says play your special fancy flute and then you you'll meet Arceus or whatever, and then Arceus is like, fill out your Pokedex. Well at least yeah. Arceus texts you and says, Fill out your Pokedex. Yeah. Um and I'm like, I, I mean it's fun it'll be fun to play around, but I don't know. I played twenty five hours into it. I think that's more than enough time to get what I need from the game. Yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Uh, and I also was like, because the drive down to Peoria, Illinois, the Detroit of Illinois, really, uh, is... Uh, that's giving it a lot of credit. <laughs> that's actually very true. <laughs> uh, is, is, well, like two and a half hours, which does not yeah. seem like enough time, you know, right. there and back to really fill out that Pokedex. Um, yeah. Especially because, like, you're not just playing your Switch the whole way down there. You're well, I would assume work for work. it would take... 20 more hours at the very Jeezy, least to like fill it out because you have to like get all those wisps you got to find all the unknowns you got to do like all oh, this different stuff gosh, yeah. yeah so like it's really it's really a daunting task to complete everything 100 and a lot of those like quests that you have to do um lead to catching pokemon that you have mm-hmm. to do a lot of that kind of stuff so um i like how there's stuff to do 
Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I don't need to do that to get that last Pokemon. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. Justin, I played through the campaign of Crossfire X. 10 out of 10, game of the year, after, better than the After medium. last week, seeing it was, because it was, what, like 35 on Metacritic or something like that? Uh, yeah, um, and dropping. <laughs> yes. So I was like, yo, how bad can this be? Uh, and, like, I was taking notes on it as I was playing, and I just got to a certain point within the first level where I was like, this has gotten so, like, wild and stupid that I, I hear, this is what I wrote. There was so much whack-ass shit in the first 30 minutes of this game that I just stopped keeping track. I mean, like, so, so not what in a makes fun it, way. Yeah. What makes it a meta score of 41, user score of 2.9? Um, a lot. It is a completely unremarkable game. It is, it is as if someone played Call of Duty in 2010 and just thought, and never... It's it's if Call of Duty kept releasing, but just never evolved. So it it feels really old. It feels really bad. It's really buggy. The level design is really poor. Uh, the AI is horrible. The weapons don't feel good. Um, the story is laughably bad. Um, it's interesting. You can tell it's a remedy game. The the campaign at least uh, because there's a lot of bullet time in it. Like you have a bullet time meter. <laughs> Which is, like, so old and weird. And it's also, like, I mean, I guess you don't need to explain why someone has the ability to do bullet time because it's just, like, oh, they're just, like, a skilled, you know, uh, uh, what's the word for someone who, like, shoots guns? Soldier. Marksman. Uh, (laughs) Marksman, yeah. Um, But, like, usually in those sorts of games they try and, like, have to say something about it. No, you just have it. Um, And also there's just a running narration the whole time. So that's your... (laughs) um, uh, uh, remedy taste there, but it was like it was like a four and a half five hour campaign uh, with a twist that comes out of nowhere. But it's like not even a good twist. It's just like oh, this person's bad now. Okay, sorry if I spoiled Crossfire X to you, but I'm gonna say this is not a recommendation that you play mm. it. Um, but it, it's not. It is not painfully bad to the point of being like this is really really bad. It is just absolutely unremarkable in every way. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 morbid curiosity makes me want to play this game. Um, like, whenever you have a game that is so bad that reviews this bad, like that Nerf Legends game that came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I really want to play that, but I literally saw it was on sale for like thirty dollars, and I was like, that's too much sale for, for thirty dollars. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Like, if I got this, if I bought this, I would be really mad. Um, but playing it on Game Pass, I will say this. If you do have that morbid cur- curiosity, check it out because it's on Game Pass. Uh, what you're going to have to do, though, is you have to download the game on Game Pass and then go into the menus and then download the campaign, which is a little bit difficult to find. Oh, there are two campaigns. One is on Game Pass. One is not. Um, so I didn't play the one that you have to pay for. And uh, the menus glitched out on me pretty hard. Um to the Wait, point can, where I couldn't select the campaign. Yeah, what's can up? you go back? There's two different campaigns or the same mm-hmm. campaign that you just have an option to buy? I don't know. There's two, I think. One's called <laughs> Catalyst. I played Catalyst. Um, and then it also gives you, like, there's one that's, like, locked and you have to buy. So I didn't I didn't buy that. Uh, I have to imagine not many people did. But, yeah, in Morbid Curiosity, play it, but don't spend too long on it. Because, like, all of the things that you think in that first little mission and you're like, oh, this is not great. Don't get 
worse to the point of being interesting. You know what I mean? It's just like a not yeah. very good shooter. It, it reminds me of what was that game um, from uh, like the Xbox 360 Homefront. Do you know that one? It was yeah. like uh, uh, North Korea like invade. It's like very much uh, what's that movie? The Red uh, Red Dawn. Boom, Red Dawn. Got um, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that game was like the same, where it's just an unremarkable first-person shooter, like Call of Duty kind of clone. Um, the vibration in my controller didn't work when I played it. <laughs> mm, mm, it was just mm. a bug where it just didn't vibrate, so I'm just <laughs> sitting there. Just you know, I can't guns. wait for the no clip documentary to come out on why the hell Remedy did this because this seems yeah. to this this is like when a director does like that like that one movie to make money so they can yes. do their actual passion project so i really hope this was just a a, a cash out because isn't this really big overseas yeah, to my understanding crossfire is a big franchise overseas but this also like i played the camp the multiplayer too while i was waiting for the campaign to download and that's not good that huh. is not good either huh. uh, so well. i think something happened <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think something happened. Maybe something Remedy owed is people amiss. money. Maybe you hear know I me, mean? or maybe like someone was blackmailing someone at Remedy. You know, if and, you if you yeah. play all the text backwards, it just says help. <laughs> yeah, ba- I mean, basically, um, it also it felt like the campaign. Seriously, like a lot of times people will be like, "Oh, the campaign felt tacked on." That campaign felt like someone in the office was like, "We'll get to it." It's like, "Yo, you wait. We have two weeks." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was it was bad. Um, yeah. Crossfire X, don't play it. Or if you do, just play a little bit to go, oh gosh, and then uh, move on with your life. I think this is a new a new way for uh, people to use Game Pass. Like, they just put horrible games on it, and then like they market it like, like cringeworthy games. Oh, that's my games. dream. You that's know what my I mean? dream, actually, because I love a bad... Like, that's why I played this, because I fucking yeah. love a bad game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, the, in, in Crossfire X, you get a big old sniper rifle in, like, the first hour and a half. Uh, and you think... I mean, like, in all games, like, audio design is so huge. And first of all, when you look down the scope of the sniper rifle, um, all of the textures are unloaded and like all the characters like pop in and stuff. So it's like it's real bad to look at. Um, But, you know, audio design is so key in these types of games. And it just goes like like it is. It is the most. It sounds like it's like shooting like compressed air. Just no, nothing. It's just (laughs) bad. It's bad. Crossfire X. Don't play it. Except play it. Except like can't play it. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Sifu, and, and I know we're gonna, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing for a while today here because I played a yeah. lot, you played a lot. I got a lot to say. Sifu, I after our review episode, yeah. decided I was done. Oh, walked away. I was like, you know what? Justin told me that thing about like unlocking, like permanently unlocking skills and whatever. You know what? I just don't have any interest in, in engaging with this. It's just not what I'm into, and. Horizon's coming out next week, and then Elden Ring's the week after. It's just, it's too busy of a time for me to really get good at this game. So I ended up having a day off on Thursday of last week. Uh, I'm sitting down. I was like, oh, I guess I'll listen to a podcast, play some Halo multiplayer, whatever. Listening to our friends at Button Mashing 101 talk about Sifu. And it's just in the back of my head thinking about, like, I'm really going to let this game beat me. I'm really just going to, that's just going to be fine. I'm like, fuck it, fine. So I sit down with it, and I start at the beginning. Because I'm like, you know, I'm just going to start fresh with oh, what wow, I've got going wow. on. I'm going to start yeah. with level one and move got my it. way up. I beat level one at age 21. That's pretty I low. I beat level two at age 22. I beat wow. level three at age 23. I beat level four. Now, hold on. At age 35. Like, all at once? Like, 
Yeah, in a, in a single run. Damn. I, mean, well, I, I died, you know, one time each place. Yeah. Um, and then and then I got to level four, which I'd never done before. That took me a minute, but I got that at level thirty-five, age thirty-five, um, and then went on to beat beat the whole game. I did it, everyone. Nice. I overcame. I overcame my fears. All right, I tell learned me the patterns. Yes. Is yeah. It... So actually, I, I re-listened to our to our episode, and I was curious if my feelings have changed. And I don't think they changed that much. I still think that I do feel, especially in the early hours, like unincentivized to play it because I felt like it was punishing me really bad for just like trying to play and like learn uh, it with with how that age. Um, like what do you call it like the ticker just like keeps going up as you you know get hit and hit so and and i don't think that it has a great tutorial for you to revisit and like actually learn how to play uh there is like a little tutorial thing you can practice uh in in the your little house um there is a there's a it's very basic but right it's it's just a guy and it would be cool if you could like select oh he has a bow staff yeah 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 because uh Right, because learning those patterns, like, you have to get to those characters in levels. Uh, so I, I think a lot of that does still stand true. Um, and I, I think that, obviously, it was my bad of not having the, um, like, skill tree stuff understood a little bit. Because I, I don't think it did a great job tutorializing. But at the end of the day, also, like, I don't know, it did say, like more times you know five more times to permanently unlock but i I guess i just didn't really understand what i mean even then though like with you playing through like the first three levels kind of in one life did you have enough like skill points to upgrade a bunch of stuff or like well that's the thing i started thinking like okay i'm gonna just what i was going to do was i was just gonna play these levels until i could unlock these skills yeah and then something something clicked between playing it for the last time when i was like i'm done with this and then coming back to it, something clicked where I was just going through it and like really, really like letting everything sink in. Um, and so, yeah, so so I think most of what I said still stands. And I do think that it is the type of game that if you have the time to practice it and to feel it out and the patience to do all that, you're going to be you can do it. But it is frustrating enough to for me to understand why someone would put it away and put it down the way that I almost did. Uh, at the end of the day, I found it to be extremely satisfying overcoming that, um, that feeling of being like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to never touch this again. But well, I, I think this goes back to, I think we had that article last week that talked about how the trophies show that most people are getting stuck on the second level. Yeah. And yeah. I think the second level you get through that, not because of skill necessarily, you get through it because you learn the game. So by yeah. the time you learn how to play the game, then you can get through the third level. It's hard, but you can get through the third level. Then you can get through the fourth level. And once you get over that initial hump, like that is like the sticking point because the second level is all about you learning more of the intricacies of the combat and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's funny that you say that you kind of like beat through it after like going back from the beginning and starting through it again because like at a certain point you just the challenge you you the challenge and you like you overcame what the challenge part of the game was yes and if the game's not super long right like how long did you end up playing it from when you were like i'm doing this from the first level to the end i mean maybe four hours yeah you know yeah. I, I took a break in between to do to get some work done but like four or maybe maybe closer to five you know do a two i did two hours in the morning and then like at night i sat down with it like eight to eleven or whatever um 
but yeah, no, it is it is extremely satisfying if you can get that done. If you can, if you have the patience to like learn those patterns and, and understand the mechanics to the point where you're like able to identify, oh, they're going for a sweep kick, right? And, and you can like jump over the kick and then just wail on them, right? And stuff like that. Um, but getting to the point where you can like really see that, I think, does take a certain amount of practice and frustration that is not fun to most people, myself included. I, I generally like I didn't like it in that regard but um overcame it and i did enjoy it have you been playing more of it too yeah i mean i went back um to the first level i i beat the first level at a younger age second level at a younger age third level um i beat that i think i'm on level 35 after the third level okay um and i kind of like once i was going back i got through i got to the boss for the first time uh and then has that like little thingy yeah um and then i would have gotten through it on my first time but I got through her first phase. Yeah. And the game soft locked on me. Oh, I got, shit. I got the trophy for beating her, even though it was only the first phase. And then she just disappeared from the map. And then oh. I'm like running around being like, uh, and I just running around until I had to like restart that. And then I did it again and got through it at level thir- at age 35 and um, g- got through the, the tower um, level once. That, that, not the whole thing. I played through it once till I died. And I was just mm-hmm. like, all right, <laughs> yeah. Like I'll, I'll have it in the background. Like it's a fun kind of like. I, I think what I said last week is still true because if you get a challenge that you can't overcome, there are different. There are so many different ways that you can go about. Fi- yeah. Like finishing it. Like if if I could play the tower level a few more times to like get it, um, and then if my age is too high, I can just go back and redo that third level again and just kind of like keep like incrementally getting better. I was really shocked at when I went back that when I got to that second level, how easy that level was. That's the thing, right? Like, I went back yeah. and I did that first level and I was like, whoa, yeah, so that's kind of weird, which I guess is just like, it's a proof of the concept of like, if you practice at something, you will get better at it and yeah. it will seem easy to you. But like, yeah. And I uh, think like there, there, yeah. there is like a right way to upgrade like with those idols. Like I, I, I started yeah. to upgrade the one that like regains your focus every time you successfully dodge. Mm-hmm. And that like totally changed the game for me because yes. like my focus went up so much quicker that I could actually use those moves more. And then I was like, well, should I use these moves more? I should get like more focus bars so I can use some of these higher level moves. Yeah. Um, cause I'm like regenerating it so quick. Um, so there's definitely like the game changes the better you get. But the better you get, the better upgrades you get, and the easier it gets, sort of. Well, so it's kind of like, it's odd. As, as you get better, too, like, you start to see, okay, I actually don't need this health boost. Yeah. yeah one. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not getting hit as much because I'm yep. just better. And, like, there's, yep. like, a joke, I think, with, like, Dark Souls where it's, like, you don't need a shield if you don't get hit. Or something. Or, or you don't need to upgrade your, like, vitality and, like, your health bar if you just don't get hit. Um, which is true, like, <laughs> at a certain point with... with like games like these, but I always find that advice to be like, okay, well I'm going to get hit. Like, unfortunately I just don't have the time to like master this, but with Sifu, like you get to the point where you realize actually my points are going to be spent better on the combat stuff so that I can avoid getting hit. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of cool. I will say if you're worried about that fourth level, the like each level has like a, a skip that you can do. Um, to just like proceed to the boss quicker, uh, and the fourth one is is a pretty good skip. You, I mean, you have to fight your way through people, obviously, but uh, it's a pretty good skip. And the boss is a really big pushover. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Is is there five levels, right? Correct. And then the fifth level, um, 
it is you are fighting harder enemies, but there's not that many of them. So actually getting to the final boss is pretty pretty quick and pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will eventually probably beat it. I just like don't feel like I needed to at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I felt I felt good about this, but I still think it's I, I enjoy it and I just wish I felt better when I punched someone in the face. I I understand. I do. I I do. I like uh, the I like all of the finishers are so good. Anytime you do like looks like you're playing the drums on someone's chest, you're going <laughs> and then smack him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes, I, I think, like I said, up and down, I'm ending with a thumbs up on it with a hundred thousand caveats for anyone wanting to play. I also have played a significant portion of Horizon Forbidden West. I know. Justin, I know you haven't. And I know you're. You said you're probably waiting either until spring or summer as you I, get yeah, breaks. Yeah, waiting. Uh, let me. I'm gonna circle the date here. Um, my life gets infinitely better after the fifth of March. Oh, so it's probably up. I'm gonna get home from my thing that I'm doing on the fifth and then download it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I'm curious what you want to know. I. I can give you some initial impressions. I've, for the record, I've played about 18 hours. Um, That's significant. I will say a lot of it is during work time. And some of those hours, are, I just have it open. And I have been doing a lot of guides for it uh, where I've just been like taking screenshots of it, of like the map um, and, and uploading those. And like the game is running while I'm like doing work. So it is probably closer to like 14 than 18 but still a decent amount of time for it only being out a week um yeah so famously you were very just mediocre on horizon correct well how are you on this one i slide in and out of being like this is pretty good and being like i See why people like this, but not not a Peter game. Oh, uh, for man. all the same reasons of of from the first one. Not to not to be reductive, but if you liked Horizon Zero Dawn, you will like Horizon Forbidden West because it is just more of that. In the same way that if you like Spider Man, you are going to like Miles Morales, right? Uh, or like Last of Us One, you're gonna like Last of Us Two. Um, well, I guess clearly that wasn't the case for a lot of people. But <laughs> like, what I mean is, is the mechanics are generally the same. It is more of that story. Um, as someone who didn't like Horizon Zero Dawn, I am liking Horizon Forbidden West a lot more because it is. I just think it's a more modern game. And you look at a lot of the age things that I didn't like with Zero Dawn in terms of like, it felt very stiff because a lot of it wasn't motion captured, and that's fine because it's just an older game, you know. But um, when it was a story that I didn't really care about with characters I didn't really care about or like, and then like the presentation just wasn't great. Like I just wasn't on board with this. Uh, the amount of motion capture that is in this game is astounding. And it, in my opinion, beats the last of us part two in the best motion capture that's in games. It is. It does not tell a more like the acting performances. I wouldn't say are better than the last of us part two. Uh, but it's also like telling a different story. But in terms of just most lifelike faces and eyes and movements and things like that, it is like pretty insane how much 
how good it looks. Uh, which is something that, like I said, I wasn't like enthralled with the story last time. If it had been told in a, with a presentation sort of like that, I think I could have maybe gotten a little bit more on board with it because it would have felt a little bit more like real people as opposed to just like stiff stick figures walking around talking and whatever. So I've been playing for 18 hours, right? Do you think I've... <laughs> okay, hold on. I guess this is a spoil, like just like a general spoiler that you would see on Twitter. So I apologize, I guess, but it's not like a story beat or anything. Uh, I have not gotten to the Forbidden West. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're not in the same area that you were in the first game, but a lot of the marketing for this one has been like the coast of San Francisco and like swimming in the ocean and stuff. And I am not close to that. Okay, so how like eight eighteen hours slash fourteen hours? Yeah. The I, I heard this story is like anywhere from like thirty to forty hours to beat it. Are you like mainlining it, or are you like doing everything around it? I mean, you're talking about doing a guide, so obviously that would lead me to believe you're a little bit off the beaten path. But yeah, yeah, I, I've focused on some of the bigger side quests and stuff like that. Uh, but it, it's not any. It's not unlike how I normally play these sorts of games, where I go off and when I see something I'm interested in, I'll I'll do that, and then I'll go and do more of the main story stuff. Uh, my problem with the main story is that, like, well, first of all, I, I just don't think it's a it's a particularly enthralling story, um, because it's just built off the back of a story that I didn't really like in the first one, um, where like it's fine, it, it is perfectly fine, but I I didn't love it um and the story is told in a very linear fashion where like it doesn't like the actual game parts of this of the main story are like don't take advantage of it being an open world at all really uh it's it's very linear in that fashion and then it sort of like spits you out into the open world uh so so i've been taking that at the pace that I want where like, okay, well I, I just did a bunch of linear stuff. Like now it's time to go explore and see some stuff and whatever. But um, yeah. So I have to imagine that I might be about halfway through. Uh, I think there's like 18 or 19 story missions and I think I'm around nine or 10. So that, that tracks stuff has happened. Big stuff has happened, but um, yeah. Does it make sense? Did I yeah, answer yeah, your question? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so tell me, what are you doing in the open world? Is it like just a lot of like going here, killing this thing? Like, what are the kind of like side quest missions? Like, what are you generally doing from moment to moment? Well, okay. So, I mean, it is, a, it is one of those open worlds where there are question marks on the map and you run to the question mark and it's a settlement or, oh, it's a, it's a side quest or, oh, it's a, you know, a bad guy bandit camp. Oh, they're not bandits in this, but, um, you know, it's a camp of enemies Rebels, as they're called in this one. And um, so it, it's a lot of the same activities. The side quests in this I, I find to be a lot better than in the first one. Uh, and in other open world games. Because there is so much detail in the cutscenes. Because you, I mean, it is, at least it looks like to me, all motion captured. Um... And it's for, like, in inconsequential stuff, which has me, like, 
not knowing, okay, is this the big, is this one of the big side quests or is this, you know, a smaller thing or, or whatever, which is kind of cool because it, it drags me in and it makes me go like, oh, this is kind of interesting and neat. So I'm going to follow this story thread instead of it just being like a, hey, can you go get me this thing? You know, because it's like, it's a, you know, very well-realized character doing pretty great voice acting and facial capture and, and all sorts of stuff. So uh, it is, it is a lot of the stuff from before where it's, go here, kill thing, get these components, or uh, there's like races and there's like an arena and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I am enjoying the side quests, weirdly enough, a little bit more than I am enjoying the main story because of Aloy. What? I, when I played Horizon Zero Dawn, was like, yeah, I didn't really like Aloy. Not that I didn't like Aloy, but I never felt like she was a very well-realized character because she never really said much or, or had a whole lot of things that she chose to do. She was very passive in that, like, things happened to her and she went along with other people's plans, but I very rarely felt like she was an active participant in the story. You know what I mean? So, like, mm -hmm. I, I walked away not being able to really, like, say, describe her very well, other than, like, she's determined or whatever. Uh, in this game... Uh, I've seen quite a bit of flack for her character, which I, I want to be careful about how, like, I talk about this. Because I think that the way we talk about women is just a lot different than the way we talk about men, right? And and I, I find her to be, she comes across as extremely irritated with a lot of people. Uh, and, like, she really does not want to be there with a lot of these conversations. Uh, it makes sense because she's... On a mission, like, that's kind of, like, a pretty dire, like, pretty, um, like, hey, this needs to happen now mission. So, like, anytime something new comes up or a roadblock happens, like, yeah, it would be irritating. That's like, oh, my gosh, another thing. But uh, it, it comes across like she's, like, really disinterested in a lot of the characters and, and what's going on. And she really only cares about her thing. Which, again, like, I think is fine given what it is. But it just doesn't make her a very, like, likable video game character. That said, in the side quests, I, she feels written differently, where she is a lot more caring and compassionate to the people that she's helping, because I think that they had to be written like, well, it's unclear if you're doing this before you finish the main story or after, so let's just make her nicer. And again, <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm not trying to say that, like, like I said, I want to be careful about how... I talk about her because I, I don't think the idea of like, oh, well, I think she should just be nice. Like, <laughs> that's not... She's a character, right? And she can be complicated and not likable in certain regards and whatever. But um, she just comes across as a lot more of a better protagonist and hero in those side quests because she is helping people who have genuine struggles and she, like, relates to them and, and talks to them as opposed to people who she just seems, like, irritated and annoyed with. Uh, particularly with the cast of the original game, because, like, there's some people who are like, hey, we want to come help you. And she's like, actually, I do not want your help. And they're like, no, no, like, we're not dead weight. Like, it's not like we're just random regular people. We're, like, warriors and fighters. And, like, we want to help you. And we helped you in the past. And she's like, I have to go. I'm sorry. Um, which is, like, irritating, too, because I like those characters. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there's, there's been a lot of flack for her in this game. And I, I get it on one level, but then on the other level, it's also like, well, she's like, she grew up as an outsider. So she like, wouldn't have great social skills. Um, especially as someone who's like shunned by a lot of people and hurt by a lot of people in that way. But 
Well, I, th- I, I, what that sounds like to me, it sounds a lot about the writing because in the first game, I think one of the big criticisms was that the because she is the outsider, you're experiencing the game with her rather than like her being her own kind of character, right? Yeah. She, she was one, very like bland. Yeah, yeah. Just one. because it was just kind of like, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Yeah. This one, it seems like at least in the side quest, it seems like they're writing more things that are just making her more engaging as a character yes in the side quest than than they yes. are in the other thing um but you know i think i i just you know i think there is that subtle sexism in video games even yeah. if it's like yeah. unintentional think about the the thing that came up when they were they, they showed her her face and people were like oh they made her ugly <laughs> exactly like like i mean dude come on. like you yeah. know like it, i mean that that's the stuff that's like not productive and anything like that but um, I, I do think, th- I think that's an interesting point to make because I don't think people were leaving that first game being just enamored with her as a character. Yes. Um, um but, and, and exactly to your point, like, uh, there are a lot of people being like really shitty about it because she's a woman and I think that sucks. <laughs> and if you don't like her cause she's a woman, then you're a sad person, you know, mm-hmm. but like, it's not why I don't love her in the main again in the main story i just think she comes across as like irritated in a way that's like not very likable but um i've also seen a lot of people complaining about a lot of bugs i'm playing on the uh, graphics mode because i play most of my games on performance and i was like you know what i want to see a taste of what it's like the other side the other to see what my playstation 5 can do yeah uh and like even on that mode like i haven't really experienced a whole lot of bugs uh it feels like again just my personal experience very solid in a way that a lot of open worlds in my opinion do not like i'm not falling through the earth or like i don't randomly catch characters t posing in the background or like there i've not seen like some really significant cases of like really egregious pop-ins and stuff um even when like i climbed to a very high peak and i used my glider to just glide all the way down and like everything you see is there and you can just go there you know um and it is it is Oh, stunningly gorgeous. I mean, stunningly gorgeous in a way that, like, I don't... I I think it's probably the best-looking game I've ever played. Like, just hands down, in terms of of graphical fidelity. And, like, there are so many colors, and the different environments are so well-realized. And um, so much of the environment is so, like... Interactable is the wrong word. But, like, when you're trudging through the sand, that sand looks really fucking good. And your tracks look really good and get, like, filled in, like, as the wind blows more sand over stuff. And, and in the snow, in the same, like, same sort of situation there. But um, you, You're not telling me that this game is more beautiful than Pokemon Legends Arceus, are you? I, okay, I was, like, thinking about this, and I don't think it's a fair comparison just because, like, different games and, like, different hardware. But, like, l- it feels like two games out of two different eras. I was thinking about that today as I was playing it. I was like, <laughs> this is fucking insane that Pokemon, the highest grossing media franchise of all time, can't make a game like this. <laughs> like, because like, this is basically the same game, right? I mean, like, you're you're going and seeing the... I mean, there's only 43 different robots or machines or whatever, as opposed to however many were in that game. But, like, it's the same sort of thing of, like, scouting them out and then catching them or, or researching them or killing them or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, different games. <laughs> um, yeah. You reminded me of a point. I was reading an article for you trophy hunters out there that there are mm. two 
uh, specific. One of the trophies, you have to scan all the enemy robots. Yes. And there are two missable. of them that are missable. So. Yes. Um, if you are worried about that and you're like, oh, no, have I already gotten to the mission where that happens? Uh, one of them is available in three missions throughout the game, and one of them is available in one mission throughout the game. And they're both available in the final mission. Oh. And I'm going to say, like, this is going to sound kind of weird, but, like, without being getting into spoilers, you will understand which machines you haven't scanned based on the story. Like, yeah. So you'll get it, and then for that, it's, it's in the last mission you can get. I don't know. What's the other missable trophy? I think that was the only one that I, there's, like, two missable robots. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, like I said, one of them is in like three missions throughout, and then the other one is in just one. But they're both in the final mission, so just scan them both in there, and you'll you'll get them. Cool, 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 cool. I, I think that's an important thing. Um, one more thing that I think was a common criticism about the original uh, was, well, in Breath of the Wild, you can climb anything you want, and traversal's not fun in Horizon. What about Forbidden West? Do you find that the traversal is more fun to climb around, better? better than breath of the wild better than the original better than arceus uh well it's better than arceus it's better <laughs> than the original it's better than the original because like climbing is cooler um in the original game you would click the the right thumbstick in and it would just bring up your focus and you'd be able to like see everything uh in this game you have to hold down that the the right thumbstick to bring up your focus um but if you click it once it just does like a really quick little scan and it highlights all of the things that are climbable. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, why is that bad? Oh, uh, it's not bad. That's just, I, I know this is a game I'm going to love. Oh, the, Justin, oh, I'm playing this. I'm playing this, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Justin's going to love this. Like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and for the record, like, I like, I like this more than uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn to the point where, like, I'm excited to play this again. There are some things I still don't like, and it's, like, the same things of, like, the bow combat doesn't feel great against dinosaurs all the time. But, like, all it takes is a single experience taking down the big elephant ones, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's like Lord of the... It's like, it's like Did the, you feel like Legolas? <laughs> yes, it, it's like that. I was actually thinking, like, I wonder if there's a mechanic, and, like, it, it'd be high risk, high reward, because you don't want to get close to that thing, because it'll just stomp you, you know, into the ground. But I wonder if there's a way for you to climb up on this thing. Because it feels like there would be in this game yeah. uh, with, with with how detailed everything is and how well thought out everything is. But, um, yeah, traversal is pretty much the same. You do get this hang glider. Um, it is not like Breath of the Wild's hang glider in that Breath of the Wild's, you could soar for a really long time. With the one in this game, uh, it you go down pretty fast. Uh, so you have to be, like, really jumping off something tall to really get any distance. Um, I thought that there was uh, a solution to this in the very in like the tutorial of the game. You get a grappling hook, which is, I mean, always great. Um, but the amount of places you can use the grappling hook are kind of limited. I mean, they come up pretty frequently, but like, um, it's not like you're able to just zip around. It's not like the hook shot or like the Master or, Chief one. Yeah, I was gonna be like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, which would be dope. Um, Why not? Why not? But there are these, there are these like little points anywhere you can grapple if you hold the circle button. Um, you get like, like thrown in it into the air. And from there you can use your hang glider. Unfortunately, it just isn't like, you don't get enough air to really go anywhere with that, but it is like fun to do. Uh, and I generally do that just cause it's visually kind of fun and you, you get zipped to it and you jump up a little bit, but, um, Oh, and one more thing. I'm so sorry. I changed no. the controls because the, <sighs> sir, 
so I never do this, but I was Whoa. like, oh my gosh. So in the base, in the in the base, like the regular controls, um, square is crouch and circle is dodge roll. But I found that if I wanted to dodge roll, I wanted to be able to do that quickly and not have to like bring my thumb all the way across the pad to the circle button. So I switched that, and so that just like crouch was circle, which is generally what it is in a lot of games, which is you know like the B button or whatever, uh, and then dodge roll was square. But the problem is that messes up the climbing, where I can't do just a regular drop. I can only do leaps across. <laughs> so uh, there are some there are some pretty horrific platforming sections in this game uh, with that, those settings. <laughs> ah. um, so every single time I go into like any of the climbing stuff, I'm always like, oh gosh, hey, I'm going to have what? to change the controls. So Accessibility. You can make the game harder for yourself if you, you really want. You really can. You know, you, you can really just, can. <laughs> just random. I wish there was like a random like assign button. <laughs> it just like changes prompt. every five minutes. <laughs> you, just, you don't even know what it is. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> yeah. So um, that is, that is Horizon Forbidden West. I, uh, I'm going to be talking about it more in the coming weeks, and I'm excited to hear what you think when you play it. Again, if you like that first one, you're going to like this. Uh, it's more, but better. Uh, and I'm playing it on PS5 again on performance mode, or no, visual gra graphics mode. Haven't really run into any major issues. I've heard that it runs really well on PS4s even. Um, I mean, obviously you're losing a little bit of that fidelity, but at the end of the day, if you want to just, if you want to play the game, play the game like that. So, um, Water looks fucking fantastic. So, did you buy this game for PS4 or PS5, Peter? I bought this for the PS5. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, you could have gotten it for $10 cheaper. And mm -hmm. I know. I know. But I like physical copies of things. <laughs> and I want this to have that white little banner. I know it's stupid. It's stupid. Like, it's, it's the so $10 stupid. tax. I know. And it's like so stupid because they're never going to do this again, as they said. Um, uh, whenever that like controversy is a, a like a big word for that like pushback on, yeah, on the prices yeah. whatever uh, yeah and, and they were like okay we'll do it for Horizon but we're not going to do it for anything else yeah um, I did I paid the $10 tax for the white banner because dear listener remember that if you buy this game for the PS4 you get it for 60 and if you buy it for PS5 it's 70 even if you buy digital and from what I'm hearing Sony doesn't make it easy for you to do that digitally like you have to have a PS4, or I think the app oh, to buy weird. it. Yeah, because they don't let you natively. Obviously, it makes sense natively on the PS5 buy the PS4 buy the PS4 version. version. Gotcha. Yeah, you can only buy the PS5 version. So I don't know how long this lasts, but make sure if you are buying this game digitally, even the hard copy of it, um, unless you want the white banner. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. That if you buy the PS4 version, you get the uh, you get it for ten dollars cheaper. The PS5 version. For free. Yeah. Which is and, the $10 more. And one of the things I'm interested in, just I want to know how different this game is. And I know there's videos out there for this uh, between the PS4 and the PS5 version. Because if you're saying it's that pretty, like, I wonder how it runs on a PS4. I'd be curious. I mean, from again, from what I've seen, like, it seems like it works pretty well. I have a friend playing it on PS4 right now, and I think he has, like, the base PS4. So I will be curious to see... Um, like I'll be curious to talk to him and, and hear what he thinks, especially because he is a huge Horizon fan. Um, so I, I will talk to him and report back. Yeah. But uh, yeah. It, but if you listener are playing this on a PlayStation Four, I want to know what you think. 
or even if I mean on PS5 too, I want to hear what you think, but uh, specifically about performance and stuff and visuals on the PS4. Uh, so you can let us know on Twitter at HitboxPod or send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so I will be I will be curious to hear about that. But the PS4, I mean, it can make some beautiful things. Ghost oh, of Tsushima. I mean, Last, Last of, of Us Part 2? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Did you see... They think this is like we don't have this on our dock. Um, uh, people think that Neil Druckmann teased the title of the Last of Us remake because he had he was wearing a hat in an interview for the Uncharted movie um, that said Last of Us Part One on it. Oh, that's funny. So people think they're they're just gonna re- the remake is gonna be called Last of Us Part One, which uh, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder no, if they're gonna I, change the that. character model for uh, Abby's dad. That's not a spoiler, is it? No, not at this point, I would say. Put, put, him, put him in the right colored scrubs and all Give that. Give him the right size biceps, you know, just yeah. so it's like, you know, <laughs> like father, like daughter. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. That is that. Um, the close... It wasn't like a beta. It was like... How, how would you call what they did for this? Uh, please, Nintendo Switch Sports. Please make sure our online system doesn't explode. Test. Yeah, that's a uh, okay. It's called the online play test, so you're not actually that far <laughs> off. Um, so basically, this past weekend, uh, Nintendo Switch Sport, or I guess Nintendo, did a online play test for Nintendo Switch Sports, uh, where they had some. You know, you could sign up to be a play tester and try it out. I think there were just a handful of games that you could play. Um, but it was just for like the weekend, but on the Nintendo website, it says this by registering to participate in the online play test, you agree not to share information about the online play test publicly, including the Mm. sharing of screenshots or video footage from the game on social media. That makes Hmm. sense. That is a pretty typical thing. If you're, if you are doing like testing for a game, but not when it's like an open beta yeah. test like like can, like can i like if i would have done this and i go online and be like yeah, it's pretty cool is that like bad is that what they'd be mad at me for i guess well uh, so this interview uh, uh not interview this article on ign uh titled early nintendo switch esports uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. early nintendo switch sports players are forbidden from talking about it publicly by ryan Most. dinsdale uh he sort of editor. They sort of editorialize a little bit by saying it's unclear how Nintendo intends to enforce that rule. However, and no punishments are listed for those that break it. So, I know they'll send like Waluigi to your house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted a punishment. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, they basically it was it was y- you could have you could do like a forty five minute session with the game. Uh, and it was on February 19th and 20th, um, which I think is kind of cool. But yeah, uh, f- from what it seems from people, I guess, who are breaking such a such rules, it oh, seems as if strict, it, it seems as if it's been um, received well. Someone on Reddit, what did, what is their username? Uh, user Blackout Gunshot <laughs> posted on the uh, Nintendo Switch subreddit uh posted just said it's pretty long so i'll just read a little snippet from it 
<laughs> Nintendo Sports Online Playtest Impression. Spoilers, it's really fun. Played 45 minutes of Nintendo Switch Sports earlier as part of the stress test and had a great time. Started out rocky with seven disconnects in a row. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, oh man. But then everyone worked. Uh, but then everything worked great for the remainder of the test. Um, so yeah, so the like they they go into like more details on their experience um, with this, uh, just in specific things about some of the different games and, and some of the other sort of things like that. But I mean, the the disconnect stuff doesn't sound great, but hopefully that's what they're trying to iron out with this test. I'm sure, right? and and like the thing I don't get is like I've taken only two marketing classes in my 31 years of life here, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, anything that you can get people talking about your stuff for free. Specifically, if the game isn't horrible, I don't know why you wouldn't just be like, hey, play it. You you have to imagine that it might be because they didn't know how it was going to go. <laughs> Do you know? You know, because like Nintendo's not great with like Internet stuff. So if they yeah. had been like, um, so if the test was 45 minutes of like disconnects and errors and stuff as like at Nintendo HQ, they're trying to like, <laughs> you know, like fix it as they're as they're like <laughs> launching this test they don't want people to be like holy shit this is not gonna happen um so it's good that it worked out but i have to imagine that they just didn't know and they didn't want it to be getting out but i think if it was like that people will probably talk about it anyway i just imagine like nintendo hq it's just a bunch of like guys sitting around a computer like taking a bunch of shrooms like being like we got to get this going guys oh no <laughs> and then just like there's the one guy in the corner like we should call reggie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so nintendo switch sports uh we talked about this a little bit last week i'm excited for it uh hearing that people are into it does me right so i'm i'm excited to to hear about it if only it was coming out this weekend i could play it during my travels well, probably not because I need the probably internet. Probably not, right? I mean, unless you really hmm. want to be. Hey, I can just be really good arm. at bowling. I'll be like, I'll like put my arm out in the middle <laughs> in the of the aisle. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any every time I get on a plane, I pull out my switch. I have to like look around. Like, are you guys cool? Like, are you gonna like judge me for pulling this out right now? And generally, most people like. I mean, obviously, don't care. Um. But sometimes, I remember when I first got my Switch, I was going to Australia, and that's why I bought the Switch. I was so excited. And I was like, not embarrassed, but like, we're, uh, I'm like, I'm going to say this wrong. I was just thinking, like, am I going to have to feel awkward for 18 hours on this plane next to these people? And the guy next to me pulled out his Switch, and I was like, yeah! Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends yeah. what you're playing. I mean, if you're playing, like, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, that yeah, might be Yeah, it was all little... dating sims. Yeah. 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 And they were all really horny. Um <laughs> and I mean, then Breath of the Wild, but yeah. uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Justin, the Halo TV show apparently <gasps> is going to show Master Chief's face. Oh, something never done before in the Halo universe. Well, I think we can finally get an answer about what the color of his hair is. That's true. But I'll say this. I mean, like, I, I saw a lot of people were, like, upset about this on Twitter. First of all, I assume it's going to look like Porn Stash from, from Orange is the New Black because that's the actor, unless they're going to give him some sort of, like, different face. It's like a prosthetic. Like I a guess. Baloney. Yeah. Um, but also, based on that trailer, and I think they've said this, it's just, like, it's not a, it's not a canonical show. Like, it is not, like, another chapter of the Halo story. It's like they're just doing their own thing with the established characters. 
uh, and, and some of the conflicts. So if they show his face, who care? Who, who cares? So I'm going to say um, uh, Pedro Pascal is a pretty attractive man. Yes. I feel confident saying that. I'd, though, I'd say so. When, when, when Mando takes off his helmet, though, like, that first I'm time like, is so yo, dude, you just, like, you know, I know you're an attractive man, but, like, like that's not it, man. <laughs> like, well, like I, that's I, the thing. <laughs> like, his hair is all, like, matted down, and he's sweaty and, like, bleeding all over the place. And, like, that's, fi- like, that's cool. I like that because it's, like, yeah, it's, that's what I would look like. I watched, there was a video, what was it, what was it? Uh, there, was a, there was some, someone talking on YouTube for, like, an hour, and they were wearing a hat, and they just got fed up with it, and he, like, looked in the camera, and he's like, now I want you to be realistic. <laughs> about what you think you would look like if you were wearing a hat for an hour and you took it off, okay? And he, like, takes it off and, and it looks fine. But, like, that's the idea, right, of, of Pedro Pascal and Mandalorian is, like, looks all fucked up and raggedy because he's been running around in this this suit. And so I imagine that Master Chief isn't going to come out with, like, you know, a nice Tom Holland flip in the hair. Yeah, perfect like, redhead. <laughs> Perhaps. Do you think he's going to have the stash? From orange oh to my new black. What if it was yeah, a crossover? I, I really hope so. Oh my god, it's an orange mustache to go with his red hair. <laughs> oh man, this show comes out soon, doesn't it? It's like March, isn't it? I mean, I I cannot. I know the. I'm just probably gonna wait till it's all out because yeah, I don't do want to like get this. Subs- yeah, I can't yeah. do that. First subscription service, I don't want. Is it Paramount Plus? Probably. Or is that, isn't Paramount Plus, didn't they merge with Peacock? Or am I making that up? I don't know. One day, they'll all just merge into what we call cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, Justin, if you're watching week to week, I mean, that's going to give us plenty of time to catch up on Survivor. I mean, like, you've got you're right. 41 whole seasons to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. I got priorities. I can't even watch Halo because I got to finish Survivor first. <laughs> straight up, that's actually probably a better investment of your time. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's uh, I mean, awesome? Like the Halo, I'm what sure if the show is freaking awesome? Emmy-winning Halo. Can you imagine that? Can you just imagine that? I mean, it could be. We'll see, right? I mean... Maybe. I saw a lot of people were, like, making memes about, in one of the shots in the trailer, like, there's, like, just an SUV. <laughs> and so someone modded the SUV into the, the Warthog run in Halo 3. It checks out. So it's just, you're just driving this, like, Jeep, <laughs> like, a literal <laughs> Jeep through through the explosion of that, the final ring there. Uh, yeah, so, also there's a mid-season update for Halo Infinite. Uh, it's not enough for me to really get back, because I'm just going to wait for that battle pass to renew in fucking May or whatever. Yeah, I believe the update is like we're lowering your player level. <laughs> yeah, that like it's, what it's not, essentially is like it's, yeah, it's like not a lot, not super much. So, um, so you know, I, I still like it. I, it's a freaking great game, um, but yeah, I'll be I'll be back in May. <laughs> to I mean, finish may the fight. be you know what I mean. Oh, that was may, good. that was good. You, you thank you very much. The, yeah, finish thank the you. Fight. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, let's talk about Tom Holland's hair. I have not seen Uncharted yet. I'm seeing it on Sunday. I meant why is, to. Why is hair? We, I mentioned it earlier. Oh, okay. It would have been better if it was like immediately afterwards. Um, Uncharted movie is out. Sony has said we are happy with how much money this is made. Um, I think it made so yeah so forty four million dollars um, from Friday to Sunday, and then I think it's hit one hundred and one million in total. Um, I think I think worldwide. So that is a pretty good run for a video game movie uh, in terms of in terms of that opening weekend. It's number four 
uh, for the opening weekend at $44 million, uh, with number one being Sonic the Hedgehog at 58 which I assume that sequel is going to just like blow this out of the water. Uh, Detective Pikachu at 54 uh, Tomb Raider, for the, the Angelina Jolie one in 2001, was 47, and then Uncharted, and then Angry Birds is 38. Uh, I'm curious also what, uh, um, how the Mario movie's gonna go over in terms of... What about of, the original Mario movie with John Leguizamo and that other and, guy? Uh, and, and... I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. I will say I real quick, uh, act, speaking of actors, I said the wrong actor when we were talking about Lord of the Rings last week. Kate Blanchett is who I meant. I don't remember uh... who I said. I do not remember who I said, but I said the wrong one. Um, it's Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins is who it is. And John Leguizamo. Is yeah. Shigeru Miyamoto in the movie? I think he has a cameo. I've never oh, seen wow. it. Oh, wow. Like... The, the the picture on the internet of him looks like he's shocked that he made a cameo in such a bad movie. <laughs> uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he was not happy with it. So they like saw that is a very good picture. He's so shocked. <laughs> um, um, if, if I'm remembering correctly, and I don't know if this is true or not, uh, but they showed the movie to like Nintendo execs and they were like, what do you think? And it was like silent afterwards and they were not happy. And so I think that's why they ha- they haven't dipped into movies in a major way up until now. Until they decided that Chris Pratt's the perfect Mario. Chris Pratt, fucking Charlie Day, Anna uh, the Taylor lady. Joy. Yeah, Anna Taylor Joy. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 Keegan Michael Key is Toad. <laughs> Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Oh man, I'm so excited for this movie. I can't fucking wait. This is gonna be a good one. It's gonna be uh, a good yeah, one. but I will I will give you my review of Uncharted the movie uh, next week I think. Uh, let's go back talk about Microsoft for one second here. So uh, according to a report, let's see here. Uh, yes, so the Wall Street Journal reported that uh, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick, so he knew about. Um, the the sexual assault and misconduct and everything that was going on at uh, Activision Blizzard on November 16th of 2021. Uh, three days later is when uh, Microsoft started going in to um, talk acquisitions with them. So this is basically comes out of a report from uh, CNBC, and it's just a, yeah, so this this is a report that was shared with CNBC. It's just a regular filing of, like, operations and stuff with Blizzard and and that sort of stuff, and it revealed that the acquisition just moved forward very quickly after those allegations sort of came out, and um, that when, when... Phil Spencer said that they were reevaluating their relationship with Activision Blizzard. A lot of people were like, I wonder what that actually meant. It literally, they were literally referring to the acquisition. Yeah, they're like, hmm, I think we're going to buy them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you know, we, we've talked about this. They have said that they feel confident that they can fix the issues in that company. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I hope they can. If not, it's on you, Microsoft. Like, like this is your mess to clean up now. 
So, well, I mean, you cut off the head of the snake at the very least, that snake will die. Right. Unless it's a hydra. Wait a second. Is well, this no, a hydra? On. Well, I mean, like from what you've, from what I've seen about the amount of people there who were tr- who were behaving in such a way. Yeah, and and we we've talked about this in great detail in in other episodes, but it is simply an interesting point to to see that um, immediately after this came out, Microsoft was talking acquisition with them. So you know we will we will see. Uh, there's there's been some other news about Bobby Kotick being a piece of shit, um, but. I don't think that's particularly newsworthy given. I mean, just th- think of something we, a we shitty human being would do and then just put Bobby Kotick's face by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. But you're there. We're there. So that's what's going on there. I, again, I don't think it really changes. I mean, it doesn't change anything about the acquisition as they would have known either way that this was going on or that they were going to be taking this on. But I think it just does provide a little bit more context as to like what the timeline was like and, and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So. Quite interesting. Halo, still in the news. This time, getting kind of smeared by EA. EA, Electronic Arts as we know them, uh, came out and said, yo, Battlefield 2042 uh, unfortunately just didn't perform how we wanted it to because of COVID, you know, the novel coronavirus. It still continues to be a problem in our world here. And uh, Halo Infinite being really good. So I that's mean, interesting. An interesting statement. Like COVID, yeah, for sure. Like yeah, yeah, that's going to impact workplaces everywhere. Of course. What do you think about this? About saying it's Halo Infinite's fault for it's, Battlefield it's being like, bad? It's like, well, you don't like our hamburger because there's a better hamburger out there. Like that. It does. That just is like like loose logic. Like make your game better. Like I don't think the problem with a game is just that there's a better option out there. It's that the, I don't think it was that good to begin with. And then, well, like. Battlefield isn't worse because Halo is good. You made a shitty game. Right. <laughs> like like yeah, more people like might be playing might have jump ship to go play Halo because it was free to play and and it was a quality game. But if you made a good game, people would have been playing it. It's just unfortunate like e- like Battlefield hasn't been very good for for many iterations because the games just aren't very well thought out and finished when they release eventually they get there kind of but at that point like who's still playing and who still cares right 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 yeah i mean again this i think this is a a bigger systematic problem about these games that they just churn them out and expect these numbers from them that are just unrealistic and they don't have quality products to begin with so uh... it's just it's an irritating opinion or, or like statement by ea to say like Yo, Halo made. If Halo hadn't released, this game would have been awesome. What the fuck? No, like, yeah. no, it was bad in a vacuum. <laughs> like, I think if I'm remembering correctly, was did Halo Infinite launch like the week after Battlefield? Or, it was like, like right like, around, they were, like, the, same right around the same time, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I, I, does suck. Like that does suck. But at the end of the day, if you make a quality product, like people are going to be there and. So to my understanding, it just wasn't. Yeah. Obviously, there's been some review tanking, but their yeah. Metacritic score is a 68, hmm. and their user score for Battlefield is 2.1. Yeah, I mean, like, like that's like, where like the tanking comes in, right? I mean, yeah, it sucks if if people don't like, if like players don't like it, but critics also didn't love it because it's not a great game. Right. Right. You know, right. and pe- people are gonna do the review bombing or whatever, but like at this point, like every 
major AAA game is going to get some sort of pushback from people. I mean, Horizon is getting pushback, um, which is stupid. But, like... <laughs> well, that's what happens when your game stars a woman. <laughs> out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Not, not you, but, but oh. you know what I mean, obviously. Um, in the, uh, also in the world of first-person shooters, however, a brand new report. Brand new report. Hot off the presses. Uh, from Bloomberg says that, J Jason Trier says that an anonymous source told him that the 2022 Call of Duty is going to be pushed into 2023. Do it. Which is a significant move. Yeah, I'm on board. Do it, sure. Uh, but this is a significant deal because... Um, there has not been a year without a new Call of Duty game in 20 years. Which is, I mean, that's a lot of time. So a change like that is kind of crazy, but what can you do? I mean, COVID, COVID has put a wrench in such things, and, and games take a long time to, to make now, so just do it. But even on top of that, I think it's more than just that. I think it's just, like, the, the changing tide of these things. I don't think it's about getting it, like, you know, the best option is not to get a new game out every year the best right. option is to have a quality game or really just capitalize on warzone i mean warzone's still killing it out there so like you don't have to force this player base to split the player base like that by having a new game like you know i, I go back to the days of having a really good solid single player call of duty campaign that you know i just don't feel like has been really the focus for quite some time like when's the last time a call of duty campaign has been like on point I can't tell you that. Some may argue never, but you know, I'm just thinking about the modern, <laughs> modern warfare, warfare campaign. One. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like two as well. Yeah, I think like those those games were were like at least fun campaigns, but then they just started to become the same. And you know, you have like uh, Call of Duty Infinite. That's the space one with Jon Snow, right? Uh, Infinite, Infinite Warfare. Yeah, Infinite Warfare. Um, they try to do new stuff with that one, but that just turned out to be just kind of an empty experience. And like, I, you don't have to force stuff if it's not there. No. And so, um, according to the Bloomberg article, basically anonymous sources who are familiar with the situation as <laughs> all these anonymous sources. It's always Bobby are. himself. Um, <laughs> I mean, at this point he's like, fuck it. Right. Like <laughs> he's like, Oh, okay. Oh, I you're going to double fire money. me. Screw you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically said that uh, executives made the decision um, that to delay after a, a recent entry in the series failed to meet expectations, which I would assume is Vanguard because that one seemed to not review very well and not have a substantial player base. Um, I mean, following its release, usually because I mean, usually people will play those games, those multiplayer specifically until the next one comes out. Yeah. It's a little bit different with Warzone, right? Because that's where a lot of that multiplayer is going to be happening. But seems like the campaign wasn't great, and then the multiplayer experience wasn't awesome. I mean, they're still they're pushing all this Attack on Titan DLC. Have you seen this? No, that seems awesome. Do you have to like fight a Titan? <laughs> no, that would be uh, that would be that'd dope. Be, that'd be sick. No, it is. Um, you can play. You can get a uh, Captain Levi skin, which is just like the outfit of mm. the the Scout Regiment. Uh, and then recently today, I just saw this on my PS5 because they've got like the little ads and stuff, you know, by the store. Um, you can play as the Armor Titan. <laughs> so like not the size, not the right size, but you look like the Armor Titan, which is kind of cool. 
But just what if it was the right size? Can you imagine That's how that would change? When that I was game? like looking at that, I was like, "Yo, is this a mode?" Because I would play that. Yeah, I would play if if there was a a, a Titan mode in a game like that, I would absolutely play that. And, um, just and, to see. And but... then it'd be like prepare to Titan mode, and then you just your Titan would fall from the sky. And... <laughs> it's not. I'll say this: uh, light spoilers for Attack on Titan. Not that isn't far off from some things that happen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, so delay it. Who cares? Uh, exactly what you said about, like, Warzone is, like, the forever thing now for that game. Uh, there's, you know, talks of a sequel to Warzone is, is in the works, but right now, like, it's just people are still playing that. Uh, yeah. IGN yeah. reached out. So this is Rebecca Valentine for IGN uh, in, in an article titled Next Year's Call of Duty has reportedly been delayed to the following year. Uh, they write this update. It says Activision has reached out to IGN with a statement on the report that 2023's Call of Duty release was being delayed to 2024. Yeah, so sorry. So not this year's, but the next whatever is coming in the future is, is being delayed. Uh, and so the statement is this. We have an exciting slate of premium and free-to-play Call of Duty experiences for this year, next year, and beyond. Reports of anything otherwise are incorrect. We look forward to sharing more details when the time is right. Mm. So they mm. should have denied this, um, which makes sense because that's what you would do if you're yeah, in this you position. You would deny it because that would kill your investor report. I don't know when the quarter the year ends, but like if all of a sudden you're just kind of like, yeah, we're not actually going to be releasing a Call of Duty game, it, people would probably like just, you know, not. Yeah. Although this doesn't make sense too in conjunction with talking about Microsoft taking over for Activision Blizzard. Like if there's going to be some restructuring happening, you don't necessarily want that to go down in the middle of development. Right, so I don't right. know what the what the time frame for that is even going to look like, but you have to imagine that they're thinking about that in some capacity. Yeah. Moving right along, Street Fighter Six has been announced. I will not play this. Probably, I imagine you won't either. But the logo is funny because it looks really cheap. Did you did you hear the Street Fighter Six? Like you could see reuse uh, junk. Oh, that man is packing. Yeah just schlong like i feel bad that i typed this into the google but i just typed ryu dong um, <laughs> and yeah 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 it's there. i mean it's it's there at a certain point video games are going to be so realistic that you just see those outlines right but can i say for me typing in ryu's dong yeah there's gonna be I a lot got, of results. like surprisingly safe like oh, i'm really? scrolling down here i'm seeing nothing inappropriate okay well, well uh, there are some Websites and blogs I can direct you to. Well, I, I know, just Google Images, though. Like, you would think <laughs> sure, that, yeah. that would be scary, but yeah, Ryu Dong, not much. Maybe the term Dong is the is the one that... Yeah, maybe, it, that, but, maybe that yeah. is the safe word, isn't it? If yeah. you're going to be looking that up. But, yeah. um, I mean, that... Uh, like I said, I'm not going to play this, probably. I'm not a fighting game person, but it's a big deal because Street Fighter V hasn't, was out a long time ago. And, and so I think when Street up. Fighter V came out, even though it's still pretty popular, I think it, people were disappointed with it to a certain extent. I think it was so, pretty busted. Yeah, busted and just very feature light yeah. and just a lot of things with it. But, I mean, it's, it's had legs to, like, be successful and the people still play it at, you know, various competitions and stuff. So hopefully this will be a return to form. Yeah. Um, so far with the logo slash dong imagery, who knows? But, uh, 
You can always I mean, recover from that. Great dick support. I'll say that. Like so oh, far, yeah, yeah, like yeah. from from what well, we've seen, great. Well, not so, well. According to that image, not a lot of support going right, on. Right. He's. For I that. mean, it sort of seems like he's not wearing much underneath. Right, but right, right, right. Boxer yes. briefs, my friend. Yes. Game support is what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there's, there's that. All right, Justin. We're, it's a heavy news week. Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game, yeah. uh, Marvel's. One uh, I loved. Yeah, sorry. Let's yeah, say don't... it like this. To be just to be specific, because okay. there's been. I mean, there was the Telltale game. There's this game. I right. imagine there's some sort of mobile enterprise. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've appeared in. Um, so they've had several appearances. So let me just be specific. Square Enix's, Eidos Montreal's, Marvel's, Guardians of the Galaxy. Apparently, has underperformed in terms of sales according to Square Enix. Uh, now, if you're sitting there thinking like, well, no, hold on a second. Didn't they say that earlier about other games? Yeah, they did, weirdly enough. Um, they said Neo Twewi, The World Ends With You, <laughs> uh, <laughs> underperformed in terms of sales. They said um, Marvel's Avengers underperformed in sales. And now again, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy underperformed in sales. Um... What do you think of that? I I want to know what these sales numbers are first of all. It's hard to, hard for me to tell because like I th- I do think the conversation for that game kind of died real quick. Guardians um, of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think like you know uh w- one of the things is like when you're thinking of other Marvel properties, like people talk about how well Spider Man sold, but I think yeah. it's so much about Spider Man. When people talk about Spider Man, how many people have you heard just play it? as, like, the zen swinging around the city, right? Yeah. You don't really have that when you're playing Gardens of the Galaxy. I know you went back to get the platinum, but I didn't think that was a very zen platinum. No, I, it was not. You know, I, I felt like I had <laughs> no, to, like, you know, make a list of, like, what I had to do to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think that just hurts replayability. And, like, even the different choices you have, you really didn't have that many different choices in the game. So I think there were enough issues with the game that it just wasn't, like the perfect game to keep replaying. And I think the fact that I bought it for $30 like a month and a half after it came out. It wasn't even that. It was like four weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's part of it. And, you know, I I know, like, you don't got to, like, put an open world or you don't got to put multiplayer in to get, get people coming back to your game. But... I do feel like this game was linear enough that once people heard that, they were just like not necessarily like, well, I got to get this game. You know, like they, they, yeah. you know, I, I, again, I don't think that's, I, I don't want to say that that's what people should do in games, but like, I think it was a barrier. I think people saw this and they're like, I don't know if this game is going to be good. And yeah, it was good, but I don't know. But I think is it the game are, or is it the expectations? I think it's the expectation. Well, I, I think it's a, uh, a few things. First of all, um, I think comparing it to Spider-Man makes sense, but I, I just think Spider-Man is such a popular character that people who don't even really like superheroes are fans of Spider-Man. I, I, I think it's safe to say in terms of how much those movies make, right? I mean, even like the, the Andrew Garfield ones that even weren't particularly well-received um, still make just buckets and buckets and oodles and doodles of cash. Um Guardians of the Galaxy is not... I mean, they're a household name now, thanks to the movies. Yeah. But, like, I I would say they don't have the same, like, 
staying power as yeah, yeah, yeah. as someone like Spider-Man. That said, they are incredibly popular, but I think that Square Enix didn't does not have a great track record of, of superhero video games, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the Avengers, I know like it is some people's cup of tea, but that was not a well-received game, right? In terms of its story in particular. Or, well, I mean, you liked its story, and, and its story was a good selling point for it, but the fact that it was kind of confusing about, like, so is this a single-player game, or is this a multiplayer game, or what's up? And the confusion around that, and that it wasn't well-received, I think made people wary of when when Square Enix is like, okay, we're also doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of like, oh, no. <laughs> you didn't handle that great before, uh, even though that was a multiplayer experience, and this was a single-player one. And on top of that... I think a lot of people were turned off by the marketing. Uh, I didn't really mind it, but from what I saw, I, I think a lot of people were like put off by it because it didn't look particularly like polished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was like a lot of stuff where you would like watch those trailers and be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> um, yeah. So then, hey, surprise! The game comes out and people really like it, and it reviews well, and it wins some game awards and and whatever. Like. Yeah, like that's going to be doing a lot of save saving. It's going to do a lot to keep people interested in it, but I don't think it's going to be the kind of thing that sells, you know, a whole lot. That said, Square Enix, if you, if you thought that Avengers underperformed and then Neo Twebby underperformed and then now this underperformed, you got to look within, man. <laughs> right? Like take a look and see how those performed and say, "Okay, how much do we want this next game to sell based on those numbers? And you know, maybe they're doing this. Obviously, they're doing this. But um, and then you gotta say, okay, well, how much can we afford to spend on this game if we're gonna make this much? If, if we are imagining that we're gonna make less than we were expecting to with the last game. So I think this is just a, a yeah. A, yeah, a, I just I, I just don't know what to like put my finger on with you know what was wrong with why this game didn't sell more. Like I, I it, it's the I think the game is great. I loved it. Yeah. Um but I fell victim to not buying it at full price myself. Like I didn't buy it right when it came out. Maybe it was when it was released. Like maybe this would have been better as a February release, you know, like when not, yeah. not, not February this year or maybe it would have, maybe it was a timing issue. Maybe releasing this during the holiday season was just not the thing. Cause people are like, we can wait on this. Yeah. Um, that's still on square Enix for doing that. Cause I don't think the game is bad. Like I, it's good I, game. I, I just, I don't know. It just concerning to me because I know I can sometimes talk out of both sides of my face, being like, you know, you want to buy, you support a game at full price, but also, I like buying uh, games on sale. Well, and the thing is, with, with this game in particular, based on the trailers and based on Square Enix's past, you know, performance with stuff, I think it is fair to be cautious about their single player games. Correct. Right. Yes. It, it, like yes. especially from those studios in particular. Um, so I, I would I don't think that's on you. I think that's on them for not marketing it well and really pushing Avengers and and the, it, like as a I mean kind of a flop game, right? Again, like some people do like it. I know you're a fan, but at the end of the day, like it was not well received. And, and do, do I, like my question to you, as someone who liked the Avengers, did that give you confidence in Square Enix oh. to publish another Super Marvel game? No, and like I like the Avengers, but like that was the definition of a game 
that I liked as like not a perfect game. Like it was not a mm-hmm. perfect game. It wasn't even close to being a good game. It was a very just fun, mindless game to play. Yeah. Um but like the problems with it, it wasn't it didn't run particularly well. Yeah. Uh it didn't look particularly good. It didn't, you know, have lasting appeal to a way that you keep coming back to it. Um I think the single player game story was fine, but it was like eight hours of that, like, you know, a full $60 game for that eight hours and like a broken multiplayer is not worth it. Yeah. Um, I think if anything, Guardians of the Galaxy showed me that they know what they're doing. Yes. And if, you know, they could have made Avengers more like that, it might've been more fun. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, you I, you hope that this is just going to go up from here, right? That this is, that Guardians of the Galaxy was the game that, um, secured these Marvel games by Square um, as like, okay, these can be quality, right? Even if they might not seem like it in the marketing, like there is the possibility for these to be pretty good. Um, or, you know, I, I think the next one will be really defining of like, oh, Guardians was a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, it just happened that, that they got all these elements to work. But, but are they going to want to do that again? Like, it, are they really going to be putting that much money into a game? Like, goodness knows how much they made versus how much they actually sold. But, like, if anything, Square's probably, like, the, you know, beaten down so many times by these unimpressive sale numbers and these, and these like, things that they're probably not going to be investing in these crazy things if they're not going to be getting a return to it. Um, yeah. And I think that is the scary thing as someone who likes games like Gardens of the Galaxy, likes those single-player experiences wishes there was more games like that that were, like, pretty quality. Because, I mean, my complaints with Guardians of the Galaxy are minimal, Mm -hmm. other than it's not a fun Platinum and I don't want to play it again. Yeah. And I I think that sounds negative, but that's not a bad thing to, like, oh, I got my fill of it. Like, I didn't want to play The Last of Us Part Two again. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I I agree. I do agree. Just sad for me. Um, Maybe maybe it means that... uh, Good old uh, uh, Nintendo is going to go up and buy uh, Square Enix. Square Enix. I doubt uh, it. I probably doubt not. But what s- if? Uh, I would say pro- probably. I would. I would say no. Please. In, in television want. comes out of nowhere and is like, you know what? <laughs> Final Fantasy remake two. Kamiko. What is that? Yeah. No. The uh, the the yeah the Kamiko. I think. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's uh, like yeah. It's exclusively going to appear on there. Be wild. <laughs> Well, speaking of making us sad in Nintendo, uh, the Nintendo eShop for the Wii U and the 3DS is being taken offline in when? A little bit? Uh, Not th- like three days. Like, I don't know. It's like later this month, I think. Yes, yeah, so- someone like posted uh, dawn of the like 72 hours remaining from Majora's <laughs> Mask, and they're like, it's like what the eShop is like. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> legit. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the date in front of me right here, but uh, it's coming offline in the next. In a in a little bit, <laughs> soon. Uh, soon, yes. In the same way that that uh, the PlayStation Three store was going to be taken down and and whatnot, um, but that was reversed. The Wii U and the 3DS store are, are being taken offline, and a lot of people are pretty upset about this. Uh, at least from what I've seen. How does this grab you personally, Justin Makovich? Not very well. Like I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to see, like, I know I should maybe because you're, you're, you're Mr. $10 more for your white 
yeah. banner, right? Yeah. I am all about the digital stuff. But I always think about I'm never I never go back to old stuff. Like I went to play Detective Pikachu, like that was like the last thing I bought for my 3DS, and I literally was playing it. And I'm like, I want to burn my eyes out. Like this is just not <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and it might have been the game, but I was it might have just be been the, the like, you know, the, the the you know the way I was playing it. But like, I understand like, it sucks if you bought stuff and it's hard to get it and you can't update stuff. But also, I I think if anything, Nintendo's generally pretty good at having their old games re-released ten years later with new graphics and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They like so in in the Q and A that they had that has since been deleted oh, no. um, off their off their site. There was a question about like, well, what about the preservation of the games that were on here, like classic games that are on here that are not available on like you know the Nintendo Switch Online service? And they basically said, yep, they're not going to be like offered. Like you're not going to be able to get them. Which, like as you said, like they are, they have a track record of re-releasing their games, you know, as um, sixty dollar packages once more. <laughs> but which which sucks. But at the end of the day, like I, I think that most people who were upset about this probably haven't touched their wii u recently <laughs> i find Some this to people be have never touched the wii u i have literally never touched a wii u in my life uh i i think that this is upsetting from a as as the closure of these stores always are from a preservation standpoint in terms of like getting all those games and and whatnot um and being able to you know preserve the history of this medium because just because because nintendo saying like Unfortunately, these games are, just, are not going to be available anymore, and we like we don't have any like concrete plans to re-release any of this stuff. Sucks, in my opinion. And I think that that's um, not good for gaming history. But at the end of the day, I also think that like, well, I mean, it's going to cost them money to keep this up, and what is it just going to be up forever? You know? Yeah. I, obviously, Nintendo's doing this because no one's buying this shit, and like people are yeah. buying it now because it's closing. So like, there's an article talking about like how uh, Pokemon sales for 3DS are going yeah, up yeah. because people are buying it. So I get like I get that, but it is still a business, and this isn't cheap or this isn't free. I mean, this has to go with the idea that storing things online and that kind of like data like that that costs money. That's yeah. why old video games multiplayer servers go down. Everything. I don't know. I, I get it to a point. Um, the Video Game History Foundation tweeted a note on a statement of the closure of Nintendo's Legacy's digital shop. They said, while it is unfortunate that people won't be able to purchase digital 3DS or Wii U games anymore, we understand the business reality that went into this decision. What we don't understand is what path Nintendo expects its fans to take. Should they wish to play these games in the future? As a paying member of the Entertainment Software Association, Nintendo actively funds lobbying that prevents even libraries from being able to provide legal access to these games. Not providing commercial access is understandable, but preventing institutional work to preserve these titles on top of that is actively destructive to video game history. We encourage ESA members like Nintendo to rethink their position on this issue and work with existing institutions to find a solution. Peter? Yeah? When I hear that, this yeah. is going to be my, I, I guess, uh, maybe it's controversial to say this, Nintendo owns this stuff. And if they want to be a dick about it, they have every right to be a dick about it. You are not wrong. That is true. 
but I think it's still fair to be like, what the fuck, Nintendo? Yeah, yeah. And and I think the, the issue becomes with the digital ownership in general, and I think that's where it can be kind of like, I paid $50 for something, and I can't update it anymore because the eShop is gone, or I can't yeah. re-download it because the eShop is gone. I get that side of things, but, you know, ultimately, uh, do, when you buy something digitally, do you read all the fine print? No, and, and I think that's a problem. But yeah, like... and and I think I, I I'm not necessarily like saying that Nintendo is the good guy here, but Nintendo has the right to do this, and Nintendo has always been very protective about its intellectual properties and its games, and going after people who are um uh giving you know like like ROMs and things like that because it's yeah. their property and they have the right to do with what they want with it. Yeah. Um, I guess it sucks for history, but. When you have a video game in a library, like it's just a physical library, who gets that money? No one. Uh, well, I mean, it's like depends on where the original sale came from, right? So, like, if you bought it from Nintendo, they get sixty dollars, and then it doesn't cost anyone money necessarily to rent that game if they have a library card. True. You know, and 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 like libraries already do that with with new games so yeah. nintendo should be upset about that i don't understand why they would well, be... no i think that's what they were saying because they say they prevent even libraries from being able to provide legal access to these games I th- but i think you can go to like a library and grab a maybe no know. you can like that's how i played resident evil village and stuff like that again i'm not i'm not saying like I- i'm saying like that's still like taking money away from the companies the publishers sure I- yes I- and i'm like i'm gonna sound like an idiot here I don't know how libraries are a thing. <laughs> like, My mom's a librarian. We were talking about this straight up. If they did not, if they were not a thing, a part of our history, a part of like human history, never in a million years would a place where people can go read books and hang out for free exist. Right. Right, Never. it just does. It just does not like that. Doesn't compute in my head. I yeah. mean, I love it. I'm glad yeah. they're there. Me too. But like, when you're thinking about how how you know the when people write something and they put all their time and money into it and their own intellectual property and they don't, don't get money from each time someone reads it like that just seems like i don't know someone if you if you were trying to make money off of a book that you wrote you would you would hope that when people buy it they would you would get money from it not from a library but i don't know i i don't understand how all the tax situation works with libraries yeah. and stuff like that but um i know i know, I, 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 I know what you mean yeah, I again, I still think Nintendo's kind of like always been like a dick about how it like, you know, like tries to like be consumer friendly because Nintendo is not consumer friendly. No. And and I think you're right. Obviously, Nintendo gets to make these decisions because they own it. But at the end of the day, it still sucks. Yeah. And and yep, I think I think the, the video game history foundation uh, is right to criticize Nintendo for that. Yeah. Um, because I, I saw someone tweeted this. I don't know who it was, so I apologize. But it was like, video game history is sort of like there's a there's an art exhibit that goes up, and it's up for a unspecified amount of time, and then is just destroyed forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like you know that's tr- like, who knows? Who knows what the future of this is? I mean, uh, uh. uh Nintendo made it kind of clear by saying, like, yep, we're not really interested in, in supporting these, the purchase of these games. Um, which then, you know, there is the whole conversation about, like, well, people are like, well, if you can't buy these games legally, then just emulate them, right? Which is a whole other can of worms. Uh, but it makes sense why that is the 
path that a lot of people go when talking about this sort of stuff and, and looking mm-hmm. to play these sorts of games. Because, like, yeah, if I can't play, I don't know, Toe Jam and Earl, <laughs> like, it's <laughs> the first thing that came to my head. Um, uh, how, how am I going to do it? Right? And yeah. if Nintendo won't sell it to me, how do I do it? So they look for ways that Nintendo would not approve of. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, though, at the end of the day, I do. I, I, I think I agree with the Video Game History Foundation in every point where they do recognize, like, yes, it is, it is a tough financial situation to support this sort of thing, but also it, you shouldn't be just burning all this to the ground without any sort of hopes for preservation or, or whatnot. Um, just real quick, when, when I'm looking... Um, it, it looks like this is happening in March of 2023. Got it. And it looks like they're changing some of the policies, like uh, August 29th of 2022, players won't be able to add funds using eShop card currencies. Okay. So they're, they're going to slowly start to like trickle down the stuff. It's not like this will happen overnight. Um, gotcha. So I, you still which have is time. Good context. Yeah. 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 But you still have time to do it. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, I, it, it's kind of weird to me because, like, I get the Wii U would be shutting down, but I feel like the 3DS, like, that was getting new games pretty recently. Yeah. Like, that isn't, that. I mean, they, they Probably stopped. Probably new Just Dance still coming out for it. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, right? <laughs> they stopped They stopped production of uh, 3DSs, like, I mean, no more than two years ago. It was during the pandemic. Um, like, I, I graduated school when they, when they stopped production of those. So like they're not old consoles and 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 or devices and, um, I mean like I'm trying to think. Yeah, Detective Pikachu was on there. The Pokemon Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. That must have been 2018, I think. Yeah. Mar- yeah. Mario Maker, uh, the DS one. Well, that might have been earlier, but like like stuff was coming out. Wait, there's a Mario Maker on DS? Yeah, it's not very good. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We do truly appreciate it. Uh, you're probably listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you choose. Uh, if you wouldn't, if you do us a favor, give us a little rating on there. That would be awesome. You can also follow us on there. Um, change the color from whatever it is right now to whatever it is when it says following. <laughs> that way you get notified whenever we post episodes, which happens at noon Central Time on Hitbox Days also known as Wednesdays by the general population. Um, If you have any thoughts about anything we talked about today, whether that's, you know, Nintendo's uh, eShop shutting down, Call of Duty being delayed, Sifu, Horizon Forbidden West, we would love to hear about them on Twitter, uh, those thoughts. Uh, At HitboxPod on Twitter, you can tweet at us or send us a DM, just letting us know what you think about what, 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 you, what your feelings on all this are. Or you can send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead, do yourself a favor. Listen to the Persona 5 Royal and Persona 5 Striker soundtrack. It's on Spotify. It's good shit. Um, am I missing anything here, Justin? No, I think what, what you should do, dear listener, go to squareenix.com yeah. and buy Marvel's Square Enix Montreal's Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. Part one. And part one. Just buy it full price. Just do and it. If you can't do that, find a digital code somewhere and buy that digital code full price. Just buy it full price. Even if you already own it. Just buy it again. 
I'll just go and, buy it and really again. be like, oh, Square Enix, you don't think this game is good enough? I'm gonna show. I'm gonna buy ten of them. It's a good game. It's a good game. Wasn't on my top ten from last year, but like, it didn't miss it by much. Missed it by that much. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>